God bless you as we seek the Lord together for the year 2022. This is STL 22. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for blessing us with this day. Lord, we are continuing to seek you and we thank you. We love you. We honor you. And Lord, we are declaring that this is your holy word. This is you breathed out for us to read and to know and to understand. And Father, I'm asking that you ignite the understanding of each and every person listening right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Help us to understand you, God. Help us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of you, Jesus. Lord, we need understanding of who we are as women, the, the, the reason you created us, God. Give us confidence in ourselves. Give us confidence in who we are in you in the name of Jesus show us and reveal to us what our value is in this earth Lord God we love you so much and we say speak Lord because your servants are listening teach us in the name of Jesus your truth teach us according to your manifold wisdom teach us according to your perfect will in the name of Jesus Christ Lord we love you we declare that there is none like you we honor you in Jesus name we worship you in the beauty of of holiness. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, because holiness is beautiful. Thank you for making us like you, for sanctifying us in the name of Jesus, for cleansing us, for purging us from our old sins and our old ways. Thank you for making us completely new in you, Jesus Christ. We thank you so much and we love you. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray and we cover this broadcast um, with the blood of the lamb in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Destined Women Ministries podcast as we seek the Lord for 2022. I am genuinely excited about this word and I'm so excited also about everything the Lord has been revealing through these first few chapters in Genesis, how rich and enriching Eve's life was and her creation also. And we're going to dig deeper um, into her life and creation. We're going to dig into her purpose. And as we do this, we'll find our purpose glory to the name of the lord why um god created woman and we are woman okay so we can find our purpose in this we can read it and we can understand it by the spirit of god and and glean from it who we are and god's intentions his perfect will for us his sovereign eternal purpose for the woman. I thank God for the topic. I need you all to turn with me to the second chapter of Genesis. We're going to Genesis chapter two and we're starting at verse 20. Genesis chapter two, verse 20. I'll give you a few seconds to get there. All right, are you there? Great. Genesis 2 and 20, and it reads, And Adam gave names to all cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found in help meat for him. Nothing on earth, nothing on earth could be compared to 
a woman, but that's a spoiler alert. Let me keep going. Verse 21, and it says, And the Lord caused uh, a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. The Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto Adam. I love this. Let's pause right there because we understand the scripture says that he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And it was at this moment where Adam found his wife. And how did he find her? He didn't find her by dating, you know, a bunch of different women and putting himself out there in that type of way. He found her by being in the perfect will of God. And in his, um, in this perfect will of God, Eve was presented to him. Rebecca is presented to Isaac. Do we understand how this, this, do we, do we see where this is going? <laughs> Esther was presented to Ahasuerus. Come on now. Ruth was presented to Boaz. None of these men had to go on this long journey to find her. They were in the perfect will of God. What they need to do, what a man of God needs to do when he wants a wife is to find himself in the will of God. And it's in the will of God that God will align him with every person that should be in his life um, for the various seasons that he will encounter. And one of those people, according to the will of God, will at some point be his wife. But the man doesn't necessarily have to go out seeking and searching. God is so awesome, so sovereign, so in control. He'll bring the woman and presents her right before you. But um, let's continue to verse 23. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Now listen to what he says. They shall be one flesh. And this is specifically speaking to, um, I believe sexual intimacy. And so that completely squashes some of these, um, uh, false teachings that there was no intimacy between Adam and Eve before sin or sin entered in and caused them now to be able to be intimate in that way. No, no, no. God had already blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. That was his will for the man and the woman. Okay. That was his will for the man and the woman. And Adam declares this, and this is before the fall, just because we don't see Eve being impregnated before the fall. That does not mean that, um, you know, they didn't know what intimacy was or had even, um, possibly engaged in it. I don't know. Um, let's, um, get into this though, the topic before not beside. Okay. Before not beside. And this is something that the Lord gave me, um, about the woman, about Eve, about why he created her, um, before and not beside. In order for us to really understand why I just said before, not beside so many times, besides it being the title of this lesson, let's go back to verse 21. Okay. So we're at Genesis chapter two, verse 21. And it says, 
And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he, speaking of God, took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. Glory to the name of the Lord. So the Lord brought this question to me, why the rib, okay? Why the rib? Why the rib? So let's go here. We've heard it said that because the woman was created to be by the man's side, um, that, 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 you know, God took the rib from the man. But I'd like to, in this moment, present you with a far more complex and necessary function of the ribs within the human anatomy. Glory to God. Um, thus revealing a more complex and necessary function of the woman in the life of a man. It's not just that she's supposed to be at his side because she was taken from his rib. There's a, a far more complex and a far more vital, essential, necessary function of the ribs within the human anatomy. So that means that there's a far more vital and complex and necessary function of the woman in the life of a man. Why the rib? Why why did God choose the rib? Well, let's go here. The ribs consist of 12 pairs of bones and they're, they're all strategically set directly beneath the, the collarbone and they extend downward to the area uh, um, of the torso, which we would describe as the waist or the upper waist, right? So we see an area uh, in between the collarbone and the waist where the rib cage sits okay um the ribs are a part of the human anatomy and have an extremely vital function in the human body the ribs protect the thoracic organs okay that's what the ribs are there to do they have another function but one of their main functions is to protect the thoracic organs these organs these thoracic organs are among the most important organs contained in the various systems of our body okay um named among our thoracic organs are the tracheobronchial tree okay um so our, our throat that that part that that helps us to receive oxygen into our lungs that 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 system that part it's a part of our respiratory system the breast are a part of our thoracic organs the lungs and the heart are a part of our thoracic organs, okay? So the ribs were not placed in the human body by God to support the sides of our body. Um, unlike what our popular belief is about the ribs. No, they're not there for the sides. They're up much higher and they're to the forefront of our body. So they're not just placed in the human body by our God to support the sides of our body. They are acutely, the ribs, the ribs are acutely positioned by God to protect the front of our bodies. The ribs cover, protect, and act as a defensive barrier to the organs vital to human life. You need your heart. You need your lungs. That's, that's, 
That right there, those are basic foundational organs for you to actually live, okay? And the ribs are there to protect those things and enable them to function in a way that is right. Um, the function of the ribs does not stop there though. It doesn't stop at the defensive barrier to those vital organs, okay? Um, the, the function of the ribs, it keeps going. And as a matter of fact, the most vital function of the ribs is said to be the way it aids the respiratory system. So it's not just that it's a covering and a shield and a protective barrier to those vital parts to the human life, but it actually aids in the functioning of the respiratory system. That means we can't really even breathe, right, without the ribs being in place. So the ribs move in every way possible, um, in a superior way in an inferior way, in an anterior way, in a posterior way. And they move in these various ways, these four particular ways to facilitate something that we call breathing. Okay. The flexibility in the movement of the ribs increases and decreases the size of the uh, thoracic cavity. And this in turn assists the lungs in respiration. Long story short, in a nutshell, the ribs enable the respiratory system to function. That means if you are going to breathe, you need some ribs, okay? The ribs provide support to our upper extremities, extremities, excuse me. Um, it protects our vital organs and it assists the respiratory system in its function. All this considered, when God caused the deep sleep to fall upon Adam, he didn't take a femur bone as the foundational structure for the woman. Why didn't he take a femur bone? Or um, why didn't God take the humerus bone or the pelvis bone as that foundational structure for the woman? No, 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 no. He didn't take those things. He took the rib bone. God said, I am going to take the rib bone. And by doing this, by doing this, by taking this part of the, of the man to as the foundational structure of the woman, God was making a decree to man and to nature. God was saying the man cannot live without the woman. Okay. There'd be no strength in his upper in his upper body. He wouldn't have any strength within himself. He wouldn't have any protection for his heart. There'd be no stability granted to his respiratory system, making what seems to be the simple act of inhaling and exhaling really nearly impossible. He can't live without her. This rib, this rib, this part of his anatomy enables him to live. This part of his anatomy helps him. It's, it's a, it plays a vital function in his ability to live, to breathe in order for his heart to beat right, for his lungs to be able to inhale and exhale. He needs, he needs his ribs. They provide stability for him. They, they, they provide protection for him. They, they provide strength for him. They're a covering for him. And they're not on his side. They're in his front. 
God decided the foundational infrastructure of the woman will be taken from the part of the man that is most vital to his survival. And that is his rib. This reality enables us to better identify God's will in place of the woman. She is not simply on the side, my dear siblings in Christ. She's not just at his side. She's on the front, a very visible, very vital, very relevant part of the man's life, not at his side, at his front. First Corinthians um, 11, seven through nine says this, and I'm going to read the new living translation. I feel like the new living translation, um, most clearly explains um, this as well as head covering um, in the role it has in our worship um, and service to God. Okay, here we go. A man should not wear anything on his head when worshiping for man is made in God's image and reflects God's glory. So this is saying that when you put something on your head, you are actually covering up the glory of God. And they're saying, no, no, no. The man is supposed to display the glory of God and be that visible glory of God for us within the church. And it goes on to say, and woman reflects man's glory. Okay. And this is why we cover our heads for the man did not come from the woman. It's a sign of our symbol of authority that we are in submission to someone and we honor God's order. Okay. But I'm going to keep reading and woman reflects man's glory. I want to lift that up to you that the woman reflects man's glory for the man did not come from the woman, but the first woman came from man and man was not made for woman. But woman was made for man. Glory to God. She was the good thing. She was his promotion. Glory to the name of the Lord. She was his favor. And she is also, the woman is also the glory of the man. Okay. She reflects his glory. The woman is the glory of the man. So the glory of, of someone or um, anything for that matter is not behind it. Contrary to that popular phrase that behind every good man, there's a good woman or every strong man, there's a strong woman. No, no, no. Um, and the glory of a thing is not beside it. The glory of anything is before it. Okay. The glory of something is placed in front of it to be visible, to be necessary, to be relevant, to be the splendor, the value and the beauty of that thing. The glory is not on the side. The glory is not on the back. It's not behind anything. The glory is exposed. You can't even hide it. Glory to God if you want it to. And that is the place. God created the woman to have in the life of the man before him, not beside, before him, not beside, protecting, covering his heart, giving strength to that area of his body in his life. 
Glory to God, enabling him, uh, bringing in and fostering stability um, to him. So um, as considering that the woman is the glory of the man and she's his splendor and she's his value. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is what the woman is. This is what glory means. Okay. She's that relevant, invisible, glorious, beautiful part, aspect of the man. This means that the way a man treats the woman that has been given to him by God, the way he displays her, the way he takes care of her, the way he makes sure she's provided for, it gives irrefutable insight into what his own self-worth is. As scripture says to us, no man has ever hated his own flesh. So we know a man's self-worth. We know how he feels about himself. We can see his character by the way he treats by the way he provides for, by the way he takes care of, by the way he presents and displays his glory. Thank you, Jesus. It details his understanding of where and who his glory is displayed, where his glory is displayed from and who his glory comes from. Glory to the name of the Lord. This glory was given to him as a gift from God. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, this glory is not displayed from the back of him. I just, I just need to say it one more time. And this glory is not displayed from the side of him. But can you believe it, sis? Contrary to what we've been told. Hallelujah. You were made and created by God to stand in front, to be front and center in the life of that man. Can you believe that's what God says before, not beside, before him, in front of him, not beside him, not behind him. Let's revisit Genesis 2 and 18. Let's revisit that. Let's, let's go there. Let's go there. And it says in the Lord, God said, it is not good. Come on. We remember this. That's why we are revisiting this. <laughs> it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him in help meet for him. God says, I will make him a help meet for him. So let's break those two words down. Now help simply means helper, someone who helps someone who's there to help someone who's assisting, but the word translated to be suitable has a far deeper meaning than just suitable or appropriate. Suitable is translated from the Hebrew word neged. This word actually is defined to mean in front of, in sight of, or opposite to. Okay. And when you think of someone being opposite to another person in light of the definition of this saying in front of, in the sight of, and opposite to, or opposite to, think of two people facing each other. Two people facing each other. Glory to God. So, neged actually means in front of, in front of, in sight of, the visible aspect or opposite to, facing, facing, but still in front of. So, in Genesis 2 and 18, God actually declares this, right? This is what he's actually saying. It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper who stands or will be positioned 
before and in front of him. And this helper, now we're getting into God's intentions, will be a display of his character. This helper will protect his heart and his interests. This helper will facilitate strength and stability in his life. This helper will help him as he lives day to day. This helper will be a visible, relevant, and notable part of his life. This helper will be his glory. And this helper, in the words of Adam, will be bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. Think about Adam's excitement. Let's go to verse 23 in chapter two of Genesis. It says, and Adam said, this is now bone of my bones in flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of a man. He's still operating his authority. He says, I'm going to name her too, but I want to back up to what he first says. He says, this is now. This is now. And what that really signifies that Adam is saying is this time, this time, in this moment, now you've brought something to me that comes from me. Now you've brought something to me that's connected to me. Now you've brought something to me that I can rule with and have dominion with. Now you've brought something to me this time that I can identify with. I couldn't identify with the monkeys. I couldn't identify with the cows. I couldn't identify with the tigers and the cats. I could not identify with the dogs and with the wolves. I could not identify with the birds in the air and the dolphins in the sea. But this time, this time, this time, this time you've presented me with bone of my bone. This is my bones. This is my flesh. I'm going to call her woman because she was taken from man. The glory, the relevance in front of, in front of created to be seen, created to be the glory, created to be the beauty, created to be the splendor, created to be the value, created to be the strength of the man, created to be the stability of the man, created to be the covering for his heart, created to protect his interests, created to rule with him, created to go before him, created to display his glory this time. This time, Adam looked at someone. He said, yeah, this, this time, this time you brought somebody. <laughs> this one is for me. This one comes from me. This one. Now, this time, this is me. This is bone of my bone. I recognize her. This is flesh of my flesh. I see my glory in her. Hallelujah. She shall be called woman because she was taken from man. She's an extension of me. She's a part of me. She's the good part of me. She's the strong part of me. She's the protective part of me. She's the sustaining part of me. She covers my life. Without her, I could not live. Without her, I could not continue. Without her, I lack stability. Without her, my heart is uncovered. With her, my welfare is guarded and safe. She goes before me. She was created to be in front of me, not behind me, 
not on my side. This time, I'm seeing my glory. This time, I'm seeing bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. How great, how awesome, how wonderful is the, the wisdom of God that this all is contained in the creation of woman. How awesome is that? But even more awesome is this prophetic and eternal parallel that when Adam looked at Eve and said, you are now, or this is now, this time you've presented me with bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. This is Jesus speaking to his bride, his body, the church, the, the part of him that the, the, um, excuse me, not the part of him. Well, yes, yeah, we can say the part of him that houses his kingdom. Remember, he said the kingdom will be in you, in you. This is the, we are the bone in the flesh of Jesus Christ. We are his bride. Hallelujah. And guess what? We also reflect his glory in this earth. We are the visible part of Jesus Christ all over this world. We are the visible glory of Jesus Christ all over this world. We display his heart. We display his mind. We display his character. We display his interest. And as we grow in him, we protect those things. We protect what's right. We defend what's right. We contend for what's right for our God. Thank you, Jesus, who scripture calls, listen to this, the last Adam. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I love the Lord so much. And I absolutely love this, this fact and this truth that we, the church, were created to be before God, go before the Lord, glory to the name of the Lord and display his glory before everyone all over this world to bring increase and to advance his interests in this world by bringing souls into the kingdom. So when God created Eve, and he placed her in front of Adam. Everything that even led up to her being created, it was all prophetic and it was all awesome. She was so necessary. And woman, I'm speaking to you. You are so necessary. You are a vital member of the body of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And you are a vital member in your family, in your home. You are vital to Jesus. You are vital to this world and you are vital to the people um, whose lives you are a part of, and even to those people who you will eventually know. I thank the Lord for your life. You go before, you go in front of, you be bold, you be confident. You are the glory. You display the glory. The kingdom of heaven is within you. There is strength within you. There is power within you. There is purpose within you. And I thank the Lord God for you. Let's continue to seek the Lord, be empowered and be encouraged and take this into your prayer closet and just thank him for creating you and his purposes for creating you and ask him daily to reveal your purposes to you, prepare you to operate in it. Glory to the name of the Lord and then position you for it. Thank you, Jesus. Enjoy the, the process of preparation and, um, you know, processing and positioning. It's all a beautiful process and we thank the Lord for it. And again, I bless the Lord for you and I pray the Lord's best for you and um, have a wonderfully blessed day. Father, in the name of Jesus, be with my siblings in the Lord. Be with my sisters, oh God. Um, encourage them, impart understanding and knowledge into them. We thank you so much for taking Adam's rib in creating the woman. We thank you that our structure is one of strength and protection and covering. We thank you that you created us to be 
in front of, to be displayed, to be relevant, to be visible, to be the glory, to be the splendor, to be the beauty and the value of the man. Thank you so much, Father, for who you created us to be. And we thank you for men also that they are your glory. We thank you for their positions in our life, that they also cover us and they protect us and they provide for us and they lead us and they act as our priests as they lead us according to your perfect will. God, we thank you for man and we thank you for woman. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray and we seal these prayers with the blood of Jesus. Amen.